Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy, Ronnie. And I am Waleed, the other side of the coin. In today's episode, uh, before we start, I want to say rest in peace to uh, Brianna Taylor. Um, yesterday, June 5th, would have been her 27th birthday. Um, as you all know, she needlessly got gunned down by some rogue officers who are still employed. And I'm glad to see that her case is uh, gaining traction again. And uh, the people of Louisville, Kentucky, and everywhere are kind of applying more pressure with her case. And I'm glad to see it... Uh, really getting positive momentum again. Nah, definitely, definitely, man. And um, yeah, man, and today we actually got a really special guest. Um, I'll let him introduce himself. First time on the pod. What's up? How you doing? Uh, my name is Miles, Miles Brown. Been knowing Ronald for hella long. Way too long, actually. <laughs> We're hella yeah. old now, to be honest. Bruh, for real, man. Mid-20s already? Like, yeah, what? right? <clears throat> But yeah, man, nah, because uh, I, I really wanted to get you on this, bro, because I remember, um, was it a couple of days ago? Mm. Well, really, the day day that I hit you up, um, I ended up seeing your, uh, your post on IG, really yep. opinionated, really, you know what I mean, really emotional about what you had to say. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, perfect guest to have on during this time, perfect, you know, little platform to let you... Let all of us talk about everything going on right yeah, now. Sure. You know, I, now, I love having opinionated guests. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hell Yeah. But yeah, man, let's let's get right into it then. Um, as as far as this, uh, how the protest is going on right now, mm. what's y'all opinions on the way that um, you know people going about it? Um, is as far as is the message getting diluted by people going doing it for the wrong reasons, and you know what I mean? Uh, Miles, I'm gonna let you go in first because uh, I've stated my opinion on this a couple times, so I wanna right. I wanna let you get get this one for sure. Um, well, first off, I think. For sure, the message is being diluted. Like uh, off, uh, off the, off the the initial. I wouldn't say off the initial first protest, but I mean, soon as I saw like people in positions of power and positions who are trying to really orchestrate a movement, which I think is beautiful and necessary, there was a lot of condoning of the um, the violent protesting and the riots and stuff like that, which I think honestly just diluted the message and it. it and me being a black person, I understand what it's like. I've been raised my whole life to, uh, in a sense, like, even though it's not fair, and I understand some of that's a byproduct of racism, is to portray yourself in the best light because they want to see you fail, you know? So when I saw how some people was just out there, <laughs> I saw dudes on TV be like, hey, hey, we got a TV and doing dumbass shit. I'm like, can I, can I curse? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah it's sure. all good. Yeah, but I was like, <clears throat> ain't no restrictions. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but basically I just, I just thought it was, it, 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 there was a lot of stuff being portrayed that wasn't even contrary to the movement. I mean, that wasn't even for the movement. It was contrary to the movement and it just showed, um, a lack of caring and just self-interest involved, you know? Yeah. I see what you're saying, but my, uh, my rebuttal to just that point would be, mm. I think, uh, the anger and, um, the subsequent damage it causes is justified for you know black people that have been here for generations and generations you know but a lot mm. of the, the the major damage like the fires and the the buildings going up in flames and you know all this other stuff going on like it's madness a lot of it is caused by a undercover cops and b uh rogue like political groups it could either be far left far right or a mix of cops or both who knows but we know there's outside forces working amongst the overall good of the movement because they want it to be viewed and perceived in a certain way. 
So they contribute mm-hmm. to the destruction, to the chaos. So, you know, people on the other side can, you know, use that as fuel to argue against the whole movement. And, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are targeting it that way. But I don't think from us it should I think we should know that and, and, and just point that out as a fact and not let it, you know, I guess, compromise the integrity of what we're trying to accomplish here. Well, that's fair. But I mean, also to to go back to you, I mean, to counter that. I mean, I, I, everything that people are saying it's in undercover cops and uh, Antifa and stuff like that. I've heard I've heard that as well, and I think that's you know it's it's an allegory. We don't really know for sure. There's no virt there's no true evidence to show it is someone trying to uh, derail the movement. Now I could sit here and think that it is, and we could all sit here and say, okay, there's certain things that kind of uh, click up, and you know we can have our theories and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I'm still seeing black faces make acting a fool, and like it that 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 is. That to me derails the movement entirely. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, uh, I think it's complex. I think definitely that. I mean, definitely being part of the black community, I understand the, the the anger is justified, you know. But when you're hurting your own community, like that's literally what you're doing. You're hurting your own community. You know. Yeah, see, so I, don't I, see I agree how- with that point. Like. Mm-hmm. I think, like you said, the anger is justified, and unfortunately, there's no other way to portray your anger than to, you know, destruct to some level. But like you said, we shouldn't be destroying our own communities, um, mm. per se. We should go be protesting in, like, the rich white areas. That's why I loved when people protested in, say, Walnut Creek, and I loved when people mm-hmm. protested in Pleasanton. And even down here in Monterey, people were protesting, like, in the, in the richer, more upscale areas. And I feel like that's where the message needs to be seen and where it needs to be heard. Um, mostly peacefully, but, you know, the anger is justified, yeah, like, from, from from black people. So I don't really, for me, I don't think it should, you know, be a talking point that people use to just muddy up the waters of the, you know, you get what I'm trying to say, right? Like, it yeah, distracts yeah, away you, from the whole point of what we're trying to prove. Well, yeah, I definitely, I agree with that, but, I mean... It's like well, I've I've heard the argument people are trying to derail the movement, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, like you said earlier, but I mean my mentality my mentality behind it is when soon as I saw like how some people like for example Sean King was was promoting this um like this, you know, I, I've he's saying stuff like I've seen Target not care about black issues and stuff like that. And um I feel like when you open Pandora's box and you allow people to to act in a way that is like uh, like anarchy, you know. It, mm-hmm. it opens the box for everybody. It's not just black people can do it, or people of color can do it because we're angry. Of course, yeah. if someone else sees someone gonna do it, people are gonna hop hop on the the train, you know. Yeah, I feel. I mean, I mean, not to put you on the spot here, but how would you suggest mm-hmm. the protests be conducted? Definitely. I mean, um, I, well, I'm all for peaceful protesting because it's an American right, you know. Yeah. I, I definitely think that uh, it has. People have said it hasn't gotten tracked before, and, and, and there's been time and time again where there hasn't been um, action taken, and I, and I disagree. There has been action taken. There has been improvements within the community and in relations to police. I understand it's not perfect, and it's you know it's not getting, um, it's not where we want it. But I understand it's a process. You know, I don't think anything that's been done, especially racially and socially in this country, has not been done overnight. So I mean, I'm I'm definitely kind of old school in the approach to be patient and i understand a lot of people don't feel that way right now because we're angry and i get that but i mean to me i've seen more black people die in this in this in these protests and these um riots so it's like 
No. So what's what's the message if if we're like if we really hurt our own? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I think the message really is, like you said, there has been progress. It's been slow progress, but we're not where we're mm-hmm. going to be at, ultimately. Um, I think, to that point, I think people just are starting to see that the quote-unquote progress has been stagnant for like the past 50 years. And that's mm-hmm. where I think the frustration comes from, right? Uh, like, basically, after the civil rights movement and after the civil rights era and like desegregation and everything, like, what's really, like, really changed for black people in terms of another um, positive well, I mean, step? We, we bec- Sorry, a generational ahead, ahead. step, you know what I mean? So, and I think now people feel like it's the time for another generational step. And it's been like a long time coming, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, but I think we have made progress, to be honest. I mean, there there definitely has, I mean, black women, for example, one of the most educated groups in the country now. I mean, I, I understand there's certain things and certain factors, uh, like, you know, there we still, we still, um, Black black men especially still account for account for a lot of incarceration rates in America, and I understand some of that is uh, post structural and some of that is also cultural. You know that that's my that's my opinion on it, but that's what I see from firsthand experiences. I've seen um, I've seen I've seen I've been on the other side of police officers just uh, profiling me, you know, but I've also seen how sometimes in our own community we're we're we have toxic, in my opinion, toxic mentality with certain things. Yeah, and I think... Hey, going off of... Sorry, go ahead. Not to cut you off, Ronnie. Go ahead. Nah, I was about to say, going off of that whole... Um, it's kind of like what you were saying about uh, having that toxic mentality, but don't you think that's that stems from an entire system that y'all were put into over generations? And like you said, obviously, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's like trying to undo hundreds of years. is not going to be done within a couple, you know what I mean? Yeah. A couple months or a couple weeks. Definitely. I mean, yes and no, because I do think it's definitely a byproduct. I mean, I think all the I think all the issues within the black community are a byproduct of systematic racism and and Jim Crow and, and slavery, all of it. But I think there does come in time and place when we have to take accountability for our own actions and to take accountability for our future. Because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, what we're doing now is just asking white people for more handouts. That's how I look at it. I feel like we, I feel like we're I feel like as a as an as a group of people. We have shown time and time again to be way more intellectual, way more stronger than people give us credit for. We've we've encountered for change on so many levels. We've we're like black culture is is revolutionary in its own. It's been that way for years. But I feel like we don't we don't all of a sudden it's this this mentality that we're we're behind all the time now. And it's like I don't I don't feel like that because I feel like there's there's. I feel like we got too much going for us, to be completely honest. That's just my opinion on it, though. <laughs> but I've also seen people. I've seen people firsthand, bro. Like, I, I've 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 dead ass seen people in my own neighborhood and people in my own uh, friend groups literally doing dumb stuff just with, just for the sake of doing dumb things. And it's like, so how come I can't sit here and be like, oh, that man over there is just doing what he's doing because, um, because of systematic racism or whatever. That man's doing what he's doing because he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, certain opportunities, like, for black people in America, and I'm sure this is understood, like, aren't Mm -hmm. available as readily as they are to white people, and that's the whole root of the problem. That's fair. Uh, The whole systematic racism doesn't grant, you know, African-Americans who have been here for centuries and have given the bad end of the stick, you know, any opportunities. So you got to work three times as hard, and getting the people to work three times as hard, you're going to find out of any group, it's going to be like more of a collective few than everybody else. 
So at the end, mm-hmm. if you're not given the opportunities and, you know, there's so many stumbling blocks, like every, from the moment you're a child, right? Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's, it's hard to achieve anything in this country. And, pe- and then people, you know, they, they place this sort of prejudice and preconceived notions on a whole group of people. And that's what's happened over time. And I think that's like the post-segregation type of racism to where it's almost like an unspoken thing. Like you walk past the white person and they're like, oh, like I think a little bit less of you to a certain degree. And that's the thing that kind of needs to be broken down is that people don't get enough opportunities just based off of those preconceived notions, right? Mm -hmm. They don't get any opportunities handed to them. And there's a lot of policies that were put in place like in the late 80s and early 90s that have yeah. kept them from doing that, from Criminal prison act, reform yeah. to... Yeah, prison, yep. Yeah, like f- police funding and all that type of stuff just ties into exactly what's going on today. And mm-hmm. so these are the systems we have to address and break down. It's not like a matter of, uh, you know... Because at the end of the day, those systems are what leads to the black-on-black crime that people like to use as a counterpoint. Right, so... To, to really off that, I mean, I do agree that there has been things uh, definitely that have been uh, more in favor of white people than black people. Healthcare being one, um, opportunity in certain neighborhoods and job opportunities has definitely been one. Um, some of that, I've, I feel like, relies um, who we have in leadership. I mean, if you look at who, who's voted in some of these places, all this funding goes to where, you know? I mean, Detroit got like what, like... Uh, like I, I read something like Detroit got like a like a trillion dollars like like legit from from the federal government from something over like a certain amount of time and look at Detroit nothing's changed so it's like that that's one example for me and um shoot what was your what was your other point I'm trying to reel off that Mozart so I mean I was just saying that um you know the whole institution of systematic racism that America was founded on is mm-hmm. the reason for all of Black people's problems. Basically, even if white people don't directly cause it. So when you say black on black crime, it's because uh, these people live in poor neighborhoods and are getting poor education. And that's a direct result of policies that were put in place by white politicians. So like all the struggles that African-Americans are facing today are a direct root of that white systematic racist institution. So whether Mm, you break it down to healthcare, education, et cetera, et cetera, it all it all like blends in together to create the institution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah. To an extent, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I definitely do think there's been there's been a byproduct of all these things. But I mean, what I mean, what like, what do you suggest is the best next step? I mean, <clears throat> from my point of view, and this might be a little more extreme, but I was suggesting like we form like some sort of leadership group which would be hard to do because every time we have like a strong, powerful black African-American leader, uh, he eventually gets gunned down or exiled mysteriously. But we should bring back something similar to the Black Panther group uh, with a lot less militant activity. But we need to bring some sort of organizational structure like that and lay out some sort of 10 point program as like a list of demands we give as a political group, you know, to these politicians, to these people that pass bills like here are the 10 points we want to address. Or otherwise, you're just going to keep being uncomfortable and there's going to keep being protests. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like that's a good first next step. It might be too radical, but that's kind of just where I'm at right now. And the more the situation goes along, the more I'm kind of like starting to calm down a little bit. My anger is starting to like simmer down. But I, I, 
I don't see any other logical first step because you see all these police officers and all these, you know, military people taking these fake knees out on the street and they're just waiting for the protest to die down and they're just going to continue to keep doing what they're doing where there's no change that's going to happen. We need immediate change. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think a lot of, I think a lot of this has been just people trying to follow a, a train of, of, you know, trying to be virtuous and trying to um, feel like they're being a part of something, even if they don't really feel uh, inclined or if they don't even feel really passionate about it, just to, just to fit in. And I think that is takes away from the movement extent. My mom and I were talking about it. My mom was saying she she thinks it's good because regardless, it's still bringing attention and it's still pushing the narrative forward, which I which I think can be helpful. But I mean, how helpful it is if you got fake friends, you know, like it's only going to get you so far. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I, there's a whole lot of we talked about this last time, too. Yeah, there's a whole lot of posturing going on and a whole lot of, yeah, definitely. you know, people speaking up just to speak up until it dies down. But. What we right. need is actual reform and actual action. And I think that's the only way right. to kind of make that happen. Yeah. I mean, I just hey, want... Sorry, go ahead. Now, I was about to say one way I, I, I do see that actually coming into fruition, like going off of what you were saying about patience, like, yeah, it may be hard to have that right now, especially one with everything going on too, with like this built up anger coming from not even just years, from centuries or from generations. Mm -hmm. But also I do think that our generation, as we get older, the politicians that are holding office right now they're they're eventually getting pushed out of office yeah, they're gonna that die. Whole <laughs> they old you know <laughs> literally you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. so like that that entire generation of politicians that uphold those old values are getting pushed out mm -hmm. and people like that's why you see in our generation there's a lot more people of color black people specifically getting into uh you know what i mean yeah. holding office positions and whatnot and that's something that's going to obviously take time because when you look at like the average age of most politicians, that's like 40s, 50s, 60s, you know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's, I think that's uh, more important than, like honestly, a lot of things going on right now is that people are feeling inspired to become a part, to change, you know? Um, I think that is, that is the biggest step. If you want to change something, if you feel like you're not being heard, the, the best step, in my opinion, is more inclusion of those people who feel the same way. Um, so I, I do think that it's it's a uh, it's very important now. Some people are being inspired to to really be a part of a change and not just saying not just speaking about it, but literally putting their money where their mouth is. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I, I was uh, I kind of mentioned that during our last episode too. That is definitely one of the silver linings to all this negativity going oh, on. Oh, for sure. Is the for amount sure. of people that are you know uh, opening their eyes genuinely and you know mm -hmm. genuinely asking how they can help. And, you know, informing their friends who aren't exposed to this, these type of racism, you know, debates and talks and shit like that. You know, just mm -hmm. being comfortable with having an uncomfortable conversation, I think, is yeah. a real positive step that's being taken. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but with, with going off that, being uncomfortable with having an uncomfortable conversation, I'm, I'm one who believes heavily in the individual. And I believe a lot of the time, you know, I, I believe a lot of the time if, we're, if something is... Um, being embraced that's toxic it holds down uh it holds down a lot of people it holds down a community and i do think we don't talk about enough especially being someone who's black we do not talk about enough our own issues within the community we always wait for external things to incite change which i think is i mean if if you got a weight problem and you wait for someone to call you fat and then you get upset it's like well i mean or you know you know what i'm saying bro relax man you're being fat phobic <laughs> No, no, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Nah, yeah, no, nah, you got a point, bro. But yeah, I feel what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not gonna disagree with you there. And um, yeah, one of the 
I'm going to tread lightly here. One of the things I think that's important that's coming out of all this is mm-hmm. there's a larger conversation that's being had about all of the yeah. issues that are kind of holding back the black community outside of police brutality. Yep. Right. But at the same time, Open to dialogue. My er- exactly. To my yep. uh, to, to my earlier point, I don't want that to kind of take away from the larger issue at hand here, which is what we're addressing right now is police brutality. I get yeah, it. Like, I think, sorry, yeah, there's a lot of issues from within that we got to address and we have to have these conversations. And yes, now is the perfect time to do it. But I feel like we should be careful in how we do it because there's certain people that aren't aligned with our movement, right? That are going to try to mm-hmm. use, yeah, why don't you guys talk about your black on black issues and then try to divert the, you know, the momentum away from police brutality. And I feel like yeah. if we don't keep applying pressure, especially on police brutality, like no action is going to taken. So if if we let the quote unquote hype die down, then they're just not going to do shit and they're going to let the hype die down on their end as well. So sure. while I agree with you, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we should definitely tread lightly in how we go about the conversation. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I think also though, um, also a popular narrative that I mean, I, I kind of agree with too. I think police brutality it is mildly a race issue. I don't think it's as much as people make it out to be. I think it's just a uh, a U.S. police issue, to be honest. I think the United States police, we have way too much, they have way too much power. They have way too much um, backing. They have, they get away with way too much. It, it's it's criminal with how much shit they get away with, to be completely honest. And I think um, it's good that this is being talked about as a global issue, but derailing it to just entirely black people, I feel like, in a sense, can be counterproductive because I feel like it only puts focus on that one set issue, you know? Yep. Hey, honestly, and that's, and t- that's what just, I'm afraid of. To piggyback off of that, this is totally yeah. unrelated, but I thought I'd bring it up to, you know, uh, the police training programs that are used in like America, they mm-hmm. use basically like a, a copy and paste version in, in mm-hmm. Israel. So the Israel Deve- Defense Force, which is basically oh. the Israeli police, they yeah. use their type of militant policing to keep Palestinian people down over yep. in Israel okay. where like the, the Gaza Strip and the West Bank are, right? Yeah. And Israel basically, they're basically the American presence in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And so oh, yeah. they're, yeah, they're the kind of, they have the strongest military force there, right? So mm-hmm. I think I, there's a lot of issues that are happening globally that are mm-hmm. bigger at play here than any of us think. But I just thought mm-hmm. I'd throw that out there. Oh, that, I, I know that. That's, that's really insightful, to be honest. Because, yeah, Israel ain't no joke, bro. There's a lot of... A lot of uh, turmoil going on in that area, but I, I definitely get that. Um, hey, my whole thing with, uh, like, you know what I mean, with it being a global issue is I think that America just needs to focus on its own personal uh, police brutality issues mm-hmm. because when you actually look on a global scale, bro, coming from, like, you know what I mean, coming from India, we got our own problem that's 10 times worse than mm. as far as police the strength that they got and like what they get away with especially like what my folks told me like them growing up even now like what's going on back home right now it's yeah out here cop like i'm not i'm not trying to like that's why i want to say this very um cautiously because i'm not trying to take away from the issue that's going on out here with uh, cops killing but it's like us worrying about the rest of the world and trying to get them involved in our in our situation a lot of people from outside of the u.s don't see this cop issue as being as bad as their own within their own countries because it's like, not it's it's, it's not, not as bad bro because in in India like with the cops bro they they can literally just pick you up they beat the shit out of you they literally mm-hmm. will have you starving doing all this stuff for what running a traffic light or not paying them or do you know what i mean mm-hmm. i mean brazil so, brazil's police are are militant you know brazil's police yeah. are militant freaking 
Mexico's police are corrupt as hell. I mean, if you if you look at a lot of areas, I mean, I'm not gonna say everywhere, you know, like generally speaking, most countries that are advanced, the the U.S. being one, the police tend to have tend to be better than some other places, you know. Um, yeah, but, also, but that also shouldn't take away from what what's actually going on here. There's a reason no, we're yeah. we're trying to be a better country out here because we're not trying to be like those other countries. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. America leads, bro. Yeah, and that's what I, that's. I was just gonna make that point. Like, the, as much as we hate it, the rest of the world follows our lead. And th- while they might not see our police brutality problem as as that big of a deal compared to their own problems, they like what's happening here is still on global headlines worldwide. That's like, true. I have They'd- cousins and aunts and uncles in Sudan who have heard about mm-hmm. this and are calling, asking, like, "Oh, what's going on in America? They're killing black yeah. people." Yada yada. Like, it's all over the news everywhere. Like, there's protests happening in Africa. There's protests happening in parts of Europe. There's protests happening in Canada. Like, this mm-hmm. shit, like, what, what we do here sets the stage for the rest of the world. And Brazil's a True. perfect example, too, right? Because we elected Trump. And then two years later, they started having their elections. And then they mm-hmm. have their Brazilian version of Trump, who's, like, ten yeah. times more of an asshole. And then he oh, ends yeah. up winning the election. And now he's fucking their entire country up. And their yeah. police are more militant. So mm-hmm. we, we kind of are on the the world stage as far as setting the standard for how other countries operate from within. It's been that way Thanks. since the 1700s, bro. America's been putting <laughs> on. But yeah, yeah, I, man. I, yeah I feel it. Yeah, has been jacking yeah, our I, style, B. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. It's it's crazy to think like, I mean, I think a lot of the, the, the global kind of outrage too is just basically because they want to, they want people to kind of to hop on board with that so they can address their own issues too, you know? That's why exactly. I think. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's definitely a um kind of like a like hey, yeah, that's that sucks. I mean, maybe we should talk about our stuff too. That's why I yeah. think. Yeah, that's why, that's I why mean, what's but, happening for sure. Yeah. Cuz I cuz I mean, I was talking to my pops about it and he was uh cuz obviously like back home in India right now, we mm-hmm. got a fucked up leader. We got a fucked up leadership and everything uh with Modi and everything, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's like fucking our country up. But also he made a my pops made a good point talking about like when you see all these other countries hopping in, yeah, it gives them a sort of um what do you call it? like a template of how things should be by them seeing whatever reforms that we make and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But also to a certain extent it's like I don't know, I personally feel like other countries gotta deal with their own stuff before they get they hop on board with what's going on outside of their country. Kind of goes back to like Think about what happened with um, when Bush sent all those troops out to the Middle East and whatnot, yeah. trying to trying to fix a problem overseas. Meanwhile, we got a bunch of problems still happening back home that sure. we're not even investing money into. Dude, that was so the audacity of Bush to do that. Like, if oh, I yeah. was in Iraq, if I was in, uh, an Iraqi living in Iraq, like, what the fuck are you niggas doing here? Dude, <laughs> honestly, bro, I, it sounds terrible whenever I talk about this because my opinions sometimes are a little like a little out there for some people. No, but me I too. Don't, me too. But go yeah, ahead. I don't. I don't. When I when I look at the history of the Taliban, I'm like, I don't blame them. Like exactly. to an extent, you know what I'm saying? Like to an extent. I'm not saying what they did killing their own people based on um, you know, which 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 Muslim affinity you rely to, but like to, to oppose the global power when it's not even your country, it's like what isn't that what America did in a sense? Bro, America, we like, America has a hand in the creation of most of these like Oh, yeah, global for sure. extremist we, terrorist groups. Oh hell yeah! I mean, bro, look like look at Al Qaeda and like even with Bin Laden and stuff. Oh yeah, created by the U.S. ISIS too. ISIS was created by by the the in combination with the U.S., um, Russia, and I believe uh, one another one. But yeah, for sure. And one of one of the things that people don't talk about enough is how much Obama fucked up in the Middle East. 
Oh, definitely. We've all, we do the American relations between the Middle East and the U.S. have been fucked since the Cold War. To yeah. be honest, terrible. And now our relationship with China is getting fucked. Our relationship with Russia is not good, and Trump Ch- is at ruining, least with- <laughs> he's ruining our relationship with Europe. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, dude, his ass is out. I, I swear, I hope his ass is out. But um, at least with China, we, <laughs> the world's kind of mad at China right now, so we can at least kind of <laughs> piggyback off that. But yeah, everybody's you know. side eyeing him. Yeah, for real. <laughs> well, when I say them, I mean the country, the government. No, no, yeah, no. <laughs> but man. it's crazy, man. But yeah, like you, honestly, man. It, I, I think it's good what we're doing right now, as far as people finally reacting out. And I think too, because you got to think like we, we brought this up in our other podcast about how this whole social media era has brought light to a lot of people that didn't know, like, not know what was really going on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think that combined with People now seeing it are trying to have these discussions with people that knew, you know what I mean, that this this shit was going on already. Like, like perfect example, not even to bring it back to race, but you know what mm. I mean? At the end of the day, a lot of this does go back to it. It's just like a lot of white people were unaware of this much police brutality going on towards black people. Meanwhile, black people have been dealing with this their whole life, so it's nothing new. Sure. So I think that whole, every especially with Trayvon... W- w- and everything that happened, like with social media finally showing it back in what, like the mid mid twenty tens, like twenty thirteen, twenty, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To now, it's only been seven years, so it's there's a certain group of people that's getting this information now as it, they they feel like it's new. Yeah, dude. When Trayvon died, sense. I was a I was a junior in high school, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. He would have been our age right now. Like he was like our age. Yeah, literally. But the, but with that though, I think there's also kind of some negative, man. Because I mean the 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 media is a is a is a bitch, dude. Like it's this the same media now that's portraying like everybody get on arms with this was the same media portraying black men as killers and rapists. Yep. Back in the eighties and nineties, so yep. it's like I don't know, man. I, I it's hard for me to be like these people really care about us and these really care about issues because it's just it's just a new trend. And I understand some of it's just social conditioning. When you see it, when you see something consistently, you start to believe it, you know. Yeah. Which so it's good to it's good to see that at least it's in our favor this time, you know. Yeah. But for sure. it's scary because it's like, what's the next wave? What is the next wave? And that's that's what uh, kind of coronavirus is the next wave. Oh yeah, yeah. Coming when it comes back in. Near you. <laughs> yeah, coronavirus on tour again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, it's about to it's about to run another lap around this. Whole oh man, country, I'm right? I'm a, I'm. A, a little worried to see how after these protests happens, but if nothing happens, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going out. <laughs> like, if nobody yeah. gets sick, I'm like, I'm going out, bro. But yeah, so it's crazy. Hey, as far as um, how long you think it's gonna take for the cops that got involved, like that had to do with uh, Brianna shooting, and you know what I mean, that led to her death. How long do you think it's gonna be before they actually get? What you know? What I mean, get justice served to them. They should be well, arrested immediately. Like why? They should. Is... They sh- they should have been arrested faster than. Well, no, nah, I wouldn't say that. Well, Shavon, whatever the the main dude with his knee, he should have been arrested off spot. Yep. Um, the rest of them, that should have took a little. That should that was going to be a process in my opinion in its own. But Brianna Taylor, that should have been uh neglect. Like that that was a malpractice immediately. Was there cameras on or no? Nope. Yeah, see, I, 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 I don't, I don't know, but um, now, bro, and the thing is, like nowadays, you're noticing a lot of cops aren't having their cameras on. Oh yeah, they'll have their body, they'll have their body camera physically on, but not like turned on. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, is that a federal law or is it by, is it by county or state? 
I think it might be state. I don't think it's a federal. It's law. gonna watch after all this madness. It's gonna become federal, which I think is a positive. I think cops need to be held way more accountable. Oh yeah. I, I mean, bro, a perfect example of like how like a lot of these a lot of cops come in with a certain mindset, bro. I had one of my um one of my old bosses at a uh, mm-hmm. Verizon. He ended up. Uh, I guess he was training to be a cop or whatnot. And um, I wasn't there, but my uh, my store manager told me. I guess he had a he had a discussion with our with our DM, and our DM was just like, "Man, I can't wait to get into the force, and so I could just start beating up all these niggers." Like going in with that mindset before you even went into training. Oh yeah, that's terrible. You should not. You know be what a, I mean? Yeah, you, your ass should not be a police officer. That's scary, man. But you, but you got to think too. Think about all the people that are cops right now already. They come from a different uh, from a different generation holding that mindset. So now, when you got new mm-hmm. recruits that get paired up with these old heads, what's gonna happen? They're gonna get that same mentality, you know what I mean, instilled into the into these new recruits. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of shades of gray, man. It's hard to even pinpoint one issue. You know, I guess if anything, the one issue we can pinpoint is back to the racist origins of this country. But yeah, it's just it's just so much that goes into it. Um, and I think I think a lot of what what people need to do is learn how to you know curb their prejudice, and not just white people. I mean everybody, everybody, because yeah. everybody has prejudice that we do not acknowledge. Yep. Um, and it, 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 I think it really does become a toxic on toxic on the mind. Like I have no, and it's but it is one thing I've noticed. I'm not really one to be like you know, um, hmm, because I I try not to I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, and I try to keep in my own lane and work on myself, you know. But um, yeah. I've definitely noticed, man. The the portrayal and the um the portrayal and the ideologies around black people, especially black men worldwide, has been shitty for so long. It's like people are always trying to like people always look. I mean, I heard so much traditional parents talking about we don't like black people or something like that from my friends, and I'm like, like that's that's weird to me. It's like you know, it's yeah, it's really not just the white thing. It's like it's, oh, it's not. Yeah, a lot of the world is just racist towards black people, and that's why yeah, I'm, a lot. For the Pan African, and that's movement. a discussion. That's a discussion people gotta have within that, like within them. You know what I mean? Within their families, that's not oh, something yeah. that people can have and like be on uh, be on Instagram making posts and this and that. Mm-hmm. Like, cool, you're 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 publicly showing that you support, but the real change isn't gonna come until those discussions and those thinkings change within your own family. Like, True. That's mo- all. That's really all you can change. Yeah, and most of the people that have those mentalities still are not on social media, in my opinion. Those are like people in the. Those are like parents, you know. Yeah, but it does spread to the kids, so I don't know, man. It's deep. Yep. It's deep, 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 deep. What I pre- truly believe, man, we are in a we we are made like we're in a time where like the tides are turning. However, slow that that tide may be, because mm. when you think about it, at some point, this entire this entire globe is at, at some point going to be all like one huge melting pot. Oh you yeah, know what I mean, yeah, for sure. If we make it so, that far as a species, for sure. Yeah, right? Yeah. If we don't kill ourselves. Yeah, right. What was your family from Sudan? Yeah, Sudan, bro. That's mm. uh I got the flag in the in the logo of the pod. There you go. So <laughs> dope. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, even they've been right, pro- they've been protesting too? They were yeah, they were protesting a little bit like at uh in the capital, but we had our own revolution last year. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. Y'all got y'all got some real stuff going on. Yeah, like we overthrew a di- uh, thirty-year dictatorship, and now we're trying to figure out how to rebuild the whole country, which he left oh, in shambles. Man, it's such yeah, it's such a that's beautiful, but you know, in the, yeah, independence. But it's like we're starting from scratch with like nothing, yeah. so it's, it's yeah. shitty to watch. But 
Yeah, so yeah. it's like over here you're dealing, you're dealing with this, then over there you're dealing with that, and it's just like, bruh. Yeah, at least we got a like, foundation, but still, I mean. These I crackers know. left us a shit hand everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's hella funny. Yeah. If you, if you guys are familiar with the Haitian Revolution, man, if you guys should look up on that. Haitian Revolution is badass. But it's they had the uh, first uh, slave rebellion in the Caribbean, right? Yep. The first and most effective, to be honest. Yep. They overthrew the the government and then they just ran themselves. Yeah, it's but they fucked up. Yeah. yeah it's just, which is sad. But it's hard to... it's hard, And that's honestly why Haiti's still kind of in a mess, financially. Which is crazy to think about. It's been so long ago. Yeah, it's a lot of... It's a big Haitian diaspora in Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Close. But, hey, I want to talk about... Um, I don't know if you guys saw that video going all over social media of the uh, Buffalo uh, PD... Oh. Uh, shoving that elderly uh, white dude. Fire. Apparently the story behind it was uh, he saw uh, a riot helmet like laying on the ground near where he was walking. And he picked it up and he went to go take it to the group of officers that were just around the area. And he handed it to them. And according to the officers, he got like too close. And one of them just like shoved him away. And he landed like head first back of his skull towards the concrete. And then immediately like his ears started bleeding. Mm-hmm. I thought he was dead when I saw the video, and I was, like, disturbed. But they're saying he's in critical condition now. And uh, apparently the two officers that were involved uh, got fired. And then the other 57 members of the riot uh, police force at the Buffalo PD, they resigned in solidarity with the two officers that did that heinous shit. So They, they resigned? Wow. They resigned in solidarity. And so this is why, like, I see the whole talking point going around of good cops, you know, don't lump in the good cops with the bad cop. No, fuck that, man. Like, because if you're a good cop and you stand in solidarity with your fellow piece of shit brother cop, then it doesn't matter. You're just as bad as he is. Yeah. Right. I understand you can't break down the system, but it's like, come on, man. Come on. That means all 57 of you are just fucked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. It seems like such a, like, I haven't really, it seems like such a brotherhood. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's almost like a, it's it's creepy, man. It's like yeah, some Nazi shit or something. Yeah, well, I mean, like, but it's like I, I get it. You know, I get it to an extent. Like, if you played on sports or anything like that, you 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 develop a bond with people. You know, it's a very human thing. But regardless of whether or not you feel attached to those people, when you see someone doing some bullshit, that's not okay. Especially when your job is to not do bullshit. <laughs> So it's like, yeah. yeah, it's all about accountability, man. And Definitely. for years and years and years, there's never been any of it from, you know, the people who are supposed to be enforcing the law or the people I that agree. are in positions of power. And I think yeah. that's the bigger issue here at large. Yeah. Which this I think protest yeah. isn't about just one issue or one, you know, it's centered around one thing, but it's really we're having to talk about everything mm-hmm. uh, involving racism. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think there will be more. I hope there will be more police uh, accountability and, and less power given to the police and stuff like that. But um, we got to see, man, because I, th- I thought this thing ha- happened way too fast. Everything, you know? So it's like we don't know what's going to happen with the collateral. We don't know what's going to... We don't know what the... I mean, no one really knows ever what the long-term effects are going to be, but I just hope they're positive, to be honest. Yep. I mean, bro, especially when you combine combine it with the whole pandemic going on right now. Oh, it's, it's a, yeah, it's it's, it's, just, it's just adding adding to issues that's going to be long term. Yeah. But um, hey, what you think? Uh, what you think is going to happen if uh, you know what I mean? If Trump gets reelected, 
I don't I'm just trying to make it to this month, bro. My birthday's in a couple days. I'm just trying to... <laughs> but, I mean, if Trump gets reelected, bro, I don't know. It's it's just going to be shitty. That's all, that's all I can really think about. I don't know. What do you guys I think? think? I think I think it might happen, to be honest with you. No, I think so, too. It's definitely a possibility. Because, I don't know, man. I don't have much faith in Biden. I, I have more faith in Biden than Bernie. Really? Yeah, dude. I, there's no way... If Biden was going to, if if anybody from the Democratic Party was going to be able to have a chance against Trump, it was Biden. I don't know, man. I, like, Bernie, I think, has stronger support. He has a stronger base that can counter uh, Trump's heavy base. And I think he had the most ambitious platform that he was yeah. running on. Biden is oh, like, hey, sure. guys, I'm not Trump. Vote for me. No, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, but you got to realize what America is, bro. Like, at the, at the end of the day, America is... A ton of people who are okay are okay with where we're at. We are on the mind. We are the minority, not only policy wise, ethnic, ethnicity wise. You know, and and yeah. I mean, Biden out of anything represents more than majority, but he has the minority support. Bernie is like Bernie morally, of course, he beats out Trump. Policy yeah. wise, hell no. People don't fucking people don't want Bernie's policies. People don't want people are bought into capitalism wholeheartedly if it doesn't yeah. sound like capitalism they don't want to go with it so it's like yeah because they see him as more of like a socialist <laughs> yeah for sure and people were not feeling that so i mean biden at least has he's your mainstream politician regardless man i think the more important uh the most important voting you can do is like in the local election oh yeah because that's how you influence your i guess your your local governance right so how like police are treated in your area, how uh, reforms and bills are passed for your certain district or whatever. So I think the local elections uh, matter on like a, a larger scale. So I, agree, I don't man. know. I don't think anything's really going to change under Biden. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. He's just not a piece of shit, so that's a yeah. major advantage. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's that's stuff. I mean, at least healthcare will somewhat still be intact. And then Biden was talking about doing some more prison reform and stuff like that, which is good. But we'll see. I mean, politicians are all a bunch of crock of shit, so. Yeah. It's a lot, but. There's always going to be a lot to talk about, man. Uh, oh, yeah. This is an ongoing issue, and I think, that's the, like I said earlier, it's causing us to uh, get comfortable with having uncomfortable conversations, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I want to do on this podcast. Like, we've been doing that already, but now it's almost to, you know, a, a bigger extent because mm-hmm. these are things we got to talk about. And Definitely. it's important to have these discussions, and that's the only way you can really make change. I love it, man. I mean, it's, it's, that's, that's, I mean, as much people hate America, as much people hate things about America, one thing I love about America is that I can say what the fuck I want, to be yep. honest. And we could talk yeah. about things like this because they incite change, you know? Yeah, openly and freely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can go ahead and wrap this up, guys. For sure. Uh, hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yes, sir. Yeah, you're you welcome to slide through whenever, man. Oh, for sure. Good looks. Yeah, I'm down. Definitely appreciate you coming on, man. Really. Mm-hmm. But um, another one in the books, y'all. It's your boy, Ronnie. And I am Waleed, the other side of the coin. Yo.
Thank you.